This is a presentation of the Woodland Church of Christ, meeting at 3370 Broad Street in Sumter, South Carolina. We meet for worship on Sunday at 10.30 a.m., 5.30 p.m. We meet for Bible study at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday. If you have questions or comments on this lesson, you may email them to Fred Gosnell at fgosnell at ftc-i.net or to Arnie Granke at agranke. 440718 at twc.com. Good afternoon. This is Arnie Granke and Fred Gosnell with Woodland Church of Christ. This is what those the Bible say. And uh, uh, I think at, at near the end of the program, we'll leave you with uh, our email addresses if you wish to uh, write us about the program. If you wish to uh, say if you disagree with something, that'll be fine. Or if you have questions that you'd like uh, us to discuss, we'll be glad to do that uh, as well. So we'll try to save a minute or so at the end of the program for, uh, for that purpose. Um, Fred, Christians have suffered uh, persecution in many countries in every age since uh, the first century. Uh, being verbally abused, their reputation being defamed, vandalism and theft of their property, the teaching and practicing of their faith being outlawed. Uh, and that's, that's happening right now in Canada, as a matter of fact, and in, in, uh, in Great Britain. Uh, deprivation of their children, children taken away uh, by, the, by the state, suffering physical harm, uh, in prison, uh, and, and even death. Um, so over the years, Christians have had a, a lot of tough times. Yeah, and as you, as you noted, that started early. And uh, uh, in uh, uh, Acts 26, we have uh, Saul, or Paul, uh, Saul of Tarsus originally, uh, explaining to uh, King Agrippa his, uh, his past. And, and Paul, he was a notorious persecutor of uh, uh, Christians, and he admits that. Uh, uh, of course, that was before he became a Christian. And he says in Acts 26, 9, uh, beginning in 9, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even into strange cities. So, Paul was a was a vigorous persecutor uh, of uh, a, a Christian, a, a Pharisee before he obeyed the Lord. I think the thing that surprised a lot of people uh, was that after he obeyed the gospel, <coughs> excuse me, after he obeyed the gospel, uh, he became he became a preacher of the gospel. Uh, eventually, of course, also an apostle, uh, and and he would preach Christ everywhere. He'd preach Christ to anyone that he that he could. Uh, Luke uh, reports the climax, I guess you'd say, of of Saul's conversion. Uh, of course, he had met the Lord on the road to Damascus. He'd been blinded. Uh, he uh, had a brief conversation. Uh, with the uh, with the Lord, and the Lord instructed him to go into the city, and uh, there it would be shown him what he must do. And uh, uh, so, in Acts chapter nine and verse ten, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, 
And he said unto the Lord, in, uh, uh, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas uh, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. And Ananias uh, answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints in Jerusalem. Here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. And the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, appeared, uh, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. And he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. The, 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 the word straightway means immediately. So there, there was no delay. He knew all the facts uh, about, the, about the gospel already. And of course, he learned more eventually from uh, from Jesus, but he's, he's ready to preach. And, and he starts to do that without any kind of delay at all. Yeah, exactly. And, and what we find in the record is that we find that uh, uh, Christians, when they uh, were teaching someone, they appealed uh, to the scriptures and, and to prophecy. And that's what Paul did in Acts 26. He's, uh, he's uh, uh, responding to King, King Agrippa and he says to King Agrippa, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So uh, it, men have a choice uh, whether or not to become a Christian. And in, in Judea, uh, of course, uh, uh, Paul uh, carried Christ's name to governors and to kings. He, he was uh, 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 very busy uh, teaching the gospel. And eventually, uh, he ended up uh, in Rome uh, in Acts 25, 10 through 12, we find the record. And uh, he was being, being uh, tried. He'd spent some time in jail. And uh, uh, he, he was a Roman citizen. So, so then said Paul, he said in Acts 25, 10 through 12, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong as thou very well knowest, for if I had be offender or if committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things whereof these accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered that, hast thou appealed to Caesar? Unto Caesar shalt thou go. So Paul appealed to the laws that he lived under as a Roman citizen, the rights that he had. And, of course, note that, that he said, if I be offender or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. Paul understood that capital punishment was certainly a, 
a legitimate way to take care of an individual that's guilty of that kind of sin. That's that's correct. And and uh, let me just give a little bit of background uh, on on that uh, statement that he made to uh, to uh, the governor there to to Festus was his was his name Portius Festus. Uh, he had been uh, arrested. Uh, kind of a kind of an arrest and rescue both in the same uh, at the same time in Jerusalem when he'd been falsely charged with with having brought a gentile into the into the temple and uh, and then he spoke to the Jews he was given permission to speak to them uh, from the steps of the fortress Antonia and he did that and uh, that resulted in a in a riot so uh, the the uh, Roman uh, soldiers there held him, and uh, eventually a plot was discovered to try to murder him. And, uh, and so they uh, sent him with several what would be battalions of troops, uh, of, of cavalry, over to Caesarea, which was the seat of Roman government at that time in uh, Judea. And uh, so that's why he appears before uh, Festus. And, and uh, uh, then Jews came over and there were some lawyers that were trying to get the venue changed back to Jerusalem, of course, so that he'd be available uh, to be killed. And, uh, and so Paul had appealed to, uh, to Caesar in, uh, in that regard. Uh, Peter was, uh, was another one who... Uh, uh, who, of course, was concerned about the subject of, uh, of persecution. Uh, as he's writing in 1 Peter, he, discovers an, uh, he, he, dis, he discusses a number of, uh, of topics uh, there. And uh, beginning in chapter 4, uh, he begins to, to talk about the problem of, of suffering and persecution and that kind of thing, beginning in verse 12. Beloved, think not, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, Happy are ye. Now, just pause there. Uh, the word "happy" there is the same word uh, that that Jesus uses uh, in the Beatitudes when he said, "Blessed uh, uh, are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely uh, for my name." Blessed is the same word, "happy," and uh, and and that's what Peter is uh, is using uh, there. So he says, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this behalf or literally in this name. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? 
Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful uh, creator. There, there are a number of things that are notable uh, about, uh, about this, uh, this passage. One, of course, is, is that the name Christian uh, appears there. Uh, by the way, we didn't call attention to the fact that when that that uh, 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 when Paul was teaching uh, Agrippa, Agrippa said, "Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian." That's one time that it appears. This is the second time now that it uh, that it appears in the uh, the Bible. The name Christian, of course, identifies those uh, that were in the house of God uh, in that context. Each Christian uh, has obeyed the gospel of God. Paul, uh, Peter makes uh, calls attention to their to their obedience uh, when they're when they're persecuted. Christians suffer abuse uh, not because of stealing or lying or violence or anything of that sort. They're suffering abuse as a result of of believing in Christ and because of Christ's name. Uh, judgment. Peter said, must begin at the house of God. That, that's the Christians. And it implies that there's a pretty dreadful end that awaits those who refuse to obey the gospel. Uh, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? Uh, it, it's not, not a good situation. And, and suffering Christians uh, are encouraged to trust their souls to God, uh, as, as unto a faithful uh, creator. One of the things that uh, that fascinates me about the scripture is that uh, the Holy Spirit gives these Bible writers uh, the message that they're to uh, contain, and and it says a whole lot in just a few words. Gets the job done very economically as far as word usage is concerned. Well, exactly, and and of course we can depend on the words to uh, that they are in fact uh, uh, true. So the persecution uh, uh, was what scattered the saints from Jerusalem there for a while. Uh, the only uh, uh, saints, the only Christians, were uh, in the church at uh, Jerusalem. It, but then in uh, Acts chapter eleven. Uh, we're told, beginning in verse 19, it says, Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and uh, Cyprus and, and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he, he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost, and of faith, and much people was added to the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. When they had found him, he brought him to Antioch, and it was came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were, were called Christians first in Antioch. Now, there's a number of things uh, that are uh, uh, in uh, in this passage. It tells us that they went everywhere uh, preaching the word, and it names a number of the places there. And and the church at Antioch was, a, uh, was comprised of primarily uh, Gentiles. 
And, and, and notice the last thing it says, the, the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So many were added to the Lord and Barnabas uh, encouraged them and uh, those that obeyed, they assembled with the church there. And the, the fact that they were called Christians first in Antioch, not any other place, uh, b b before this uh, time, they were called disciples and, uh, and never before, nowhere previously was the name Christian uh, used. There are some uh, religions that we have around us that uh, uh, say that the word Christian was used in a number of other, at a number of other times. But uh, Luke tells us in Acts it was used first in Antioch. People commonly believe that it not only had been a name that was used multiple times, in fact, uh, maybe that it appears dozens or even hundreds of times in the New Testament. Uh, it's, it's not an Old Testament word. It doesn't appear in the Old Testament, it only appears in these three passages of Scripture uh, in, the, uh, in the New Testament, uh, Acts 26, 28, 1 Peter 4, 16, and uh, Acts chapter 11, verse 26, and, and nowhere else. Uh, and people have a lot of different ideas as to what the word uh, Christian means. So let's, let's try to unravel that for them a little bit uh, as well. Uh, you see that it has the name Christ in there. And uh, the, the name Christ in the New Testament, which was written originally in Koine Greek, uh, it's a Koine Greek word that means anointed. Uh, it's the, the equivalent of the Old Testament Hebrew word uh, Messiah. And uh, so we're talking about the same individual, whether we call him the Messiah or the, uh, or, or, or the Christ. And they, the, the name Christian means that he's a follower of the anointed, or he, he's an adherent. Uh, of the Messiah. He's a disciple of Christ. Actually uh, suggests the idea of discipleship, just as the passage mentions that disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Uh, the name Christian is a proper noun. It, it's, never, it's never used in the Bible as an adjective. You don't have Christian uh, meeting places or, or Christian bookstores or something of, of that sort. A Christian is a person. That's a name that he uh, that he wears. It's not a verb. You can't Christian something. It, it's not an adverb. Uh, it's, it, it's not a Christian thing to do. Uh, it's not Christian, uh, 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 I don't know, Christian preaching. Uh, it's, it's, you're preaching Christ, but it's not Christian preaching. The word doesn't, isn't used that, uh, that way. Uh, and, and it was only applied to Christ's disciples is never applied to the church. There never was a Christian church in the New Testament, and there was no Christianity either, by the way. You won't find that uh, word in the, uh, uh, in the Bible. And an and interesting thing about these three places, and, and I'll name them once again, Acts 26, 28, 1 Peter 4, 16, and Acts eleven twenty six. Interesting thing about that is that the word Christian is closely associated with persecution and suffering of disciples. So if you want to say, well, I'm a Christian, well, you better be prepared to, uh, to take some hard times. That, that seems to be uh, the history of, uh, of the people of, of Christ. 
And notice uh, that the, the, the last phrase there in Acts uh, eleven twenty six it said that the, the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. The word called there uh, uh, has a particular definition. And it was given, it's, it's not a derogatory term, even though there are some that uh, uh, teach that. It, it wasn't given to uh, uh, the Lord's disciples uh, by his adversaries, but the name was given by God. And uh, there are a number of uh, prophecies that uh, relate to this. Isaiah 56, 4 and 5 uh, is one of them there. It says, For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. A place and a name. A place and a name. And then and then in Isaiah 62, 1 and 2, then Isaiah writes again, he says, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall, shall see my, thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord uh, shall name. Now, now one of the things that uh, uh, we need to uh, note here is that the word, the name Christian shows up in Acts 11, 26, first time. Mm-hmm. But it shows up after Cornelius the, the first Gentile convert was taught in Acts chapter 10, and uh, the situation was repeated by, by uh, Peter in Acts chapter 11. So, so Isaiah says that all kings, in all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name, after the Gentiles heard it. So, uh, so the new name, according to Isaiah, is the name Christian. And then finally in uh, Isaiah 65, 13 through 15, there Isaiah again writes, For therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my servant shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and shall howl for vexation of spirit. And ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. He's talking to the Israelites here. For the Lord shall slay thee and call his servants by another name. And, and of course, uh, uh, we understand the other name to be the name Christian that God gave, named his disciples. Another thing I think that's important for us to remember is, if I can take us back to uh, uh, Acts chapter 9, where Ananias was talking with the Lord. The Lord wanted to send him uh, to uh, Saul of Tarsus. And uh, uh, as, as the Lord is speaking to, to him, he said, go thy way, for he's a chosen vessel of me. Uh, now, now listen to what it is that he's going to have Paul do. He said, to bear my name before Gentiles. That's why he came back to, uh, why he was fetched by, by uh, uh, Barnabas and came back to, uh, to Antioch. And kings, that's why he wound up over in Caesarea and eventually into Rome, where he, he actually was on trial before, uh, before Caesars. 
and the children of Israel. So all of the, it was Paul that was bringing the name that the Lord had named uh, and bringing it back into uh, uh, to the disciples there in uh, in Antioch, and and it was after that that they were called Christians first at Antioch. Yeah, and and uh, we need to note the uh, you know if if you have a, a lexicon, you can you can look up uh, these words in uh, the word for called. There, if you have a Strong's, it's a number fifty five thirty seven, and it's defined as to give a divine command, uh, admonition, warning, or instruction to teach from heaven, to be the mouthpiece of divine revelations, to declare the commands of God. So the word called appears nine times in the New Testament, and it always involves a direct communication from God to man. So, so the name Christian was uh, a name that the Lord gave his disciples and it's a specific name uh and one of the uh, one of the rules in 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 understanding uh god's revelation to man is when god gives us general instructions there's some leeway for us in there to accomplish what he says but when god specifies something we can't change what his specification is and and when he specified a particular name for his disciples that's what they're called and uh, we can't change it. We can't. We can't have denominational names for uh, for God's people. God never gave those names. Those names uh, have been uh, constructed by uh, uninspired men. So, so do a little of your own study if you want to see. Make sure that this is true. Look up the word "called," and 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 you'll note that God did the calling, and the name's Christian, and it's always a noun, and it refers to God's people in the New Testament, those who are in Christ. And that's even part of the definition now, as as well of uh, of that uh, of that word. Maybe Fred, a, a thing that we could uh, talk about one time would be adding things and taking things away from God's word. Maybe that would be beneficial uh, to to everybody if we if we do that. Maybe down the road somewhere. Uh, but we don't know when. We, we won't make any promises, just that we'll try to get uh, uh, to that. So, so it was God who called the disciples Christians first at Antioch. Uh, we hope that you're one of Christ's disciples. We hope that you're a, a Christian. And if not, we'll be glad to help you become one. You can reach Fred by email at FG, uh, what is it? What's the next one? <laughs> FG. F, F Gosnell at, at, yeah. at FTC-I.net. There we go. <laughs> Forgot how to spell your name there for a minute. And and I, I hope I remember how to spell mine. I'm A-G-R-A-N-K-E for 40718 at TWC.com. Uh, Please let us know if we can be of any help to you. Thank you for listening this afternoon. We wish you a great Lord's Day, and hopefully we'll be with you again uh, next Sunday.